Hi, welcome to Mimi. I'm Mel. I created Mimi as a safe space for creativity, a place for creatives to come together, get inspired, and find help through accessible coaching, free resources, and fun workshops and masterclasses on everything from branding, surface design, illustration, and more. The Mimi podcast is basically a really good excuse for me to chat with amazing people, from illustrators and designers to photographers, makers, and more. In today's episode, I get to catch up with Erin Miller-Ray. Erin and I first met when I interviewed her for my magazine Spellbound, just before COVID hit a few years ago. Erin is an amazing artist, muralist and designer based in Los Angeles. In our chat, we talked about a journey from growing up playing sports to moving out to LA to pursue acting before finding a voice and shining creatively through art. Erin also shared how her newest dream collab with Rip Curl came about, why she values community so much and what her dreams and goals are for the coming years. This was such an inspiring chat and I really loved catching up with Erin. I hope you enjoy it too. Hi, how are you? Hi, good evening to you. Thank you. I've put my clouds on because it's still not summer here. I don't know what it is for you, but we still don't have it here. Well, it should be summer here, but today it feels like October. It's so, we're having the weirdest weather right now. It's not fun. <laughs> I'm so happy to be catching up with you. The last time we spoke was, it feels like yesterday, but also it was ages ago, actually. It probably was, I, I was think, it two years, three years ago? Well, you and I spoke on like a business tip. Like we did mm. our interview together, probably, yeah, it had to have been three years ago yeah. because my son is almost two years, which is crazy. And it was well before that. We mm -hmm. maybe even four years ago. Obviously, and we then chatted in between. I, yeah, yeah, we had a we had a mommy catch up mm -hmm. in between. There. I think like right postpartum for me, and you were like probably a year in, maybe. Yeah, mine is nineteen months mm. in a couple of days. So that is crazy. It's wild how fast life is coming at me right now. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm so excited to be catching up because I feel like, I mean, I still obviously love your work and I thought we'd have so much to talk about from even that perspective of motherhood and freelance life and how things have been for you as well. It'd be nice to talk about this. But first, because I cannot wait to talk about this, it's your collaboration with Rib Curl. I mean, yes! I swear, it, when I saw it, it was like mixed feelings of like so proud of you and then so jealous and then so amazed. And then, you know, it's like amazing. And dream, a dream. Yeah. You need to tell me everything about this. Like, how did you land this crazy dream job? Yes. And that's exactly what it was, a dream job. And I still sometimes feel like it's not real because it was such a whirlwind. Um, and it was such a long process, but also a short process at the same time. Like, let me back up. But basically your question is, how did it come to be? And as you know, I love creating hand-painted surfboards. And like my, one of my missions as an artist is to merge art and athletics together. So I'm always looking for interesting and unique ways to kind of bring those worlds together. And yeah, I won, this was probably 
four years ago, I was out surfing and sitting out on my surfboard and looked around out on the water and, you know, everyone had on their black wetsuits and their black boards or, you know, white boards. And I was just like, man, wouldn't it be interesting or like, what would people know about me if I brought color into the water or if I painted a board? What would, how could I like inspire other people? Like as we walk by each other, what would we know about each other by what color he chose or the pattern she has on hers? And I was just like, man, what an interesting way to express and like bring that into water, into this sport. And so I started hand painting surfboards and fell in love with that. Well, through that process and posting and sharing, somehow it got into the orbit of the Rip Curl family and they knew about my boards and um, they reached out, which was crazy. Like when I got the message, because it was a, a DM on Instagram too, it was like so casual, so chill. And they're just like the most amazing people. And it was the women's department. So just like the most awesome women, the raddest women, they knew about my surfboards and they, we set up a call and discussed kind of like what a collaboration would look like and what would be possible. And I, I told them more about me and more about my mission. Cause that, that surfboard project kind of was the catapult in a lot of ways outside of my basketball courts which I also um, for those who are listening I also have worked a lot in um, restoration of basketball courts and bringing murals and public art to those uh, spaces and I told the Rip Curl team about my mission to bring these worlds together and they were so on board we talked about the opportunities of how we could bring unique color and design and interesting patterns and just like bring some fun into their existing world of surf and culture and the apparel and all the products that they make. And they're just like a legendary company. So we discussed and then the collaboration just happened. Like it was just insane. It happened so quickly. And it was, I think, two weeks before my son was due that they were like, hey, do you want to do this massive thing? So it's, I was just like, wow, the timing of this is insane. I was like, I have two weeks <laughs> until my son is born. And they were like, great, can we get a design before then? And we made it happen. And then there was like basically a year of production and, you know, getting everything together. And after that emerged this amazing line of product with them. And we launched it in this spring. I believe it came out the beginning of March of this 2023. So yeah, it was a whirlwind. It was crazy. It was amazing. I love them. They're like the best people in the world. They're like fam now. And it was an absolute dream. And I'm so glad to hear that you loved it. Like that, yeah. that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I just wanted to bring fun and love and color and vibrancy and excitement into the water for them. And it was important for me to not just like pass off a design to them. I really wanted to show art and sport together being used. And so they made it a point to put their athletes in the product and get it out on the water so you could like really see it come to life. And I really think that helped um, sort of with the expression of the artwork and it helped reach our goal of kind of bringing these worlds together. So yeah, it was, it was amazing. I would do it 1 million more times. <laughs> it is so amazing. And yeah, so I think you shared some stories and pictures of the launch in LA and yeah, it was so nice because you had the boards there that you did, you did like a couple more boards for them or something, right? 
Yeah, I did some boards for them as well. And we did like a fun giveaway um, through all their stores all over the world. Yeah, it was really awesome. They were an, an amazing client because they also just sort of entrusted me to do my thing and give me full reign on the vision and sort of where I wanted to take it. So it was a unique project in that sense where it feels very unique to me and it feels very authentic to my voice. So I was really grateful for that as well. It is the dream, literally the definition of the dream project Erin. It's like, I mean, for me, it is. Yeah. It will, I'll get there. I'll just stalk like all the self brands on Instagram and be like, hello. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I love hearing how it happened. And I think, I mean, to be honest, all my dream projects I've had as well, it's always happened really, you know, organically. It's just about putting stuff into the world of what you, you know, we both, I've done surfboards as well, like whatever you care about, whatever you love, just sharing it. And then maybe one day, you know, but it's hard to know, isn't it? You can't really track how they found you or like it just happened oh no you have no control over it I mean do we have control over anything no and that's why I think like as artists it's just so important to make things that you love make things that you care about work with people that you care about work on projects that you care about because if not like what's the point we're just going to run ourselves into the ground. Yeah, because I mean, those surfboards originally, well, some of them came out of COVID. Like they they were really just like me, more of an exploratory project for me. It didn't really have a goal. It was more of a what could be project. And it was also, it was at a time where as an artist, like a, I was really strictly a muralist. And it was, I did have a goal of how can I take my art off of the wall and into people's lives? Because I knew that was an important thing for me and where I wanted to head with my craft was um, more engagement with people and making tangible art that people could use and experience versus just having it maybe hang in your home or on a wall, because that is authentic to me. And that's how I live my life. Like I'm very active. I like to engage. I love being within community. Like I need those things are so important to who I am and like how I express. So those surfboards were definitely, they came at a time where I was playing around with this idea of like, how else can people experience me? And how can they experience me through my art? And so the board was just like a natural extension of that thought process. Could have been anything, you know, if I loved yeah. trees, it could be, I went out and made an installation around trees or, you know, if I'm a, want to work with cars, like figuring out how I can express through cars or, you know, so yeah, that's sort of like where it all started. Yeah. Okay. So I usually, I couldn't help it start with rib curl because I'm obsessed but I usually like to (laughs) even yeah even though I already know because we chatted about you're bringing for Spellbound. Let's talk a little bit more about this because I remember you describing yourself as a tough cookie when you were younger because you grew up doing loads of sports. Yeah, let's talk about how your love of sports began, I guess. Yeah, I've played sports my entire life. Um, All of them, pretty much. And If not for a long time, I've tried them all at least. So yeah, my dad is an athlete himself. He raised his three girls to just hit the ground running on the field, on the court, however that may look. You know, I've had conversations with him now later in life. And it's interesting because I thought like, oh, he just, he just loved sports. So that's why he put us in there. And he really had intention behind it as a dad. And I have like so much admiration and respect for him 
in that way. Cause he recently said, you know, I just, I wanted to keep you busy. I wanted to make sure you were healthy and active. I wanted to make sure you were staying out of trouble. So how do we do, how do I do that with three girls? Just throw them into these sports. And luckily we loved them. Both of my sisters played soccer. I played soccer briefly. Basketball was huge in our house. We all played basketball basically our whole lives up until like high school. Um, I was a swimmer. Then I got into like competitive cheerleading. And when I started to cheerlead, because I always, I was like playing basketball and soccer and always wanted to be a cheerleader. And I was the only one in my family that really wanted to be a cheerleader. And now I think back on that time and I think cheerleading for me was really about performance. And there was a part of me, like I wanted to be on stage and perform and dance and and play in that way. So I got into like theater and musical theater in high school and then uh, studied it a little bit in college even, and then eventually moved to Los Angeles. I graduated with a degree in interior design. So I was still interested in like art and creativity in the visual sense. But what excited me at that time was like, I want to be on Broadway. I want to be in movies. I, you know, I want, I want to be on stage and performing. So I moved out to Los Angeles in hopes of becoming an actress. And I did comedy. I did sketch comedy and improv for about six years. I graduated from Second City and UCB and In that, I started to produce and write and I got into production design and art direction. So that was sort of like when these two worlds started to whirlwind together because I was getting to perform and create, but then also the visual arts side of me really started to kind of flourish and come to the top. And I found myself at the end of my journey as an actor thinking more about art and visual creation versus performance and acting. And I ended up deciding to leave comedy and leave performance and focus strictly on art. And at that time, it was right at a time, it was like, what, like 2014, 15, 16, somewhere, sometime around there where chalk art was really big. And I got into hand lettering and I was, I started a company where I was doing chalk art and um, doing signs for like weddings. It was like the DIY era. So lots of like hand painted uh, signage and things like that. And I just kind of taught myself to be a lettering artist and started a small business that way. And it just snowballed into a, a mini version of what I do now, because my clients started to ask, you know, can you do a permanent installation? Can you paint the menu board on this big wall? Can you also draw a flower alongside? So it morphed into my mural business. Um, And then being out in Los Angeles, I was fortunate enough to like still be involved in the industry. And I got asked to do some commercial work. I was doing murals on commercial projects and on sets. And yeah, it's just sort of like developed into what it is now. And to go all the way back full circle to what you asked originally throughout that journey of becoming an artist, I wouldn't say I necessarily ever planned. I I never was like, Hey mom, I'm going to be a, I'm going to start a mural company. I'm going to be an artist. That was like never a thing on, on my path. And so once that started to become my story, I was asking myself questions like, who am I as an artist? What do I want to say? What, who, who do I want to, how do I want to express? Like, what's my canvas? And I think that's where that conversation started, where I, the, the sports and the athletics 
type jobs and clients, that's what started to light me up and get me excited because that did feel so authentic to me. And it was so much a part of my journey. Yeah. So I feel like I've lived so many lives to get me <laughs> to where I am today. <laughs> and it's been, I'll be completely transparent. It has been such a confusing journey in many ways to sort of sort through who I am and where I'm going to where I stand today. That's sort of how I became an athlete to an artist and now an artist athlete, I guess. <laughs> you know, I love how you kind of followed your gut along the way and were just doing what felt right to you. Because I think I've talked about this with other illustrators where we feel like if you've got a creative soul, which we all do, but it's about uncovering it, you can decide to go in different directions. And like I always say, maybe tomorrow I want to be, like I want to express myself more through photography or, you know, like it's about listening to wherever that current is taking you, you know, and you did that so well because everything kind of makes sense now looking back but you had probably to go through these experiences to become who you are absolutely I couldn't agree with you more and I think where I really started to uncover who I am as a woman and also an artist it's when you stop fighting that current because there is a current that's always taking you somewhere and that current is constantly changing it's constantly taking new turns running into rocks <laughs> drying out like there are all seasons of the current and if you go with the current versus trying to fight the current that is where there's I think you can discover complete freedom and more of an ease in figuring out who you are and your voice. And that is when these special projects start to reveal themselves. That's where these deep connections with people and clients or projects start to reveal themselves is when you're just sort of like not having to exert yourself to fight against the current, but you're, you're floating along with it. It's not an easy thing to do either. <laughs> it takes a lot of trust in yourself that you know what's best for your life. And I think that just comes with years and it comes with a lot of failure too. I mean, I have failed. I've messed up. I've done, you know, projects I look back on. I'm like, oh, I would have done that different. Or had I only known this? And it's really just about time on that current and floating through. I love that we're having a, a watery metaphor for this okay so I wanted to talk a little bit more about your murals because you're really renowned for them and I feel like obviously it's because they're in the public space so a lot of people can enjoy them you've done on like on hotels you've done basketball courts you've just painted in so many different spaces which is amazing and I wanted to know if you remembered the most rewarding mural in a way in terms of process maybe or people man that's a Really good question. And I feel like I actually have several that come to mind because here, okay, here's the thing about me, especially right now. Like, yes, for me, my career is about art and creating a piece. But for me right now, it's really about who the piece is for and the community that it's serving and the story that it's telling about that community or about that space. So I've worked with a, on a lot of murals where there does, it does feel like there's been a deep heart connection. I'll, I'll speak on one that's like maybe a more recent one. Cause I have for just quick sidebar, like there's exciting ones that I will always remember, you know, one of my first ones ever, like just people in the community walking by. And that was my first interaction with seeing 
how art can impact even just one person walking by and just the elation and the excitement and the question and the conversations and like the grouping of people that come together around the mural to watch me paint. And then afterwards and like sort of the celebration of all of it, it's, it's like a really special thing in the first time that, that ever happened to me years ago, I was like this, I want more of this because this is something that we can do everywhere and give to everybody fairly easily. And now I feel like you see murals more and more. So we are we are at a place where that is more of a norm and we are giving that to communities and in public spaces because we are seeing the benefits of that. So that is that's one one of my first murals that that really shaped me in that way. But recently I worked with a school here in Los Angeles and we did, we raised, we got a grant because their um, entire uh, school got recut, repainted. So all of their murals, they had murals from like years and years back, covered their school, but because of budgeting, they had to get their school repainted. Um, so everything got covered. So the teachers were on a mission to repaint and bring murals with an inclusive and representative lens for these students back to their school. And so I had a teacher reach out to me who she is just an angel human. And she said, do you want to do a mural at the school? And I said, I feel like I want to do more than a mural. Like I want to help you do this whole project. So I worked with her and a team of teachers and we brought, I think like between 14 and 17 murals back to their school, covered the campus. We used local artists. They were all, all different types of artists, um, all different types of installations. I ended up doing a basketball court for them and uh, several murals throughout the campus as well. And it was just a really unique, special process for me because I got to see how art impacts in a different way because I've seen it in the public space, but to see how it can impact schools and kids and teachers, and then how that ripple effects and benefits the community outside of that was really moving for me. Um, and it's a thing that I want to like lean into more and like, and really help support those types of projects and, and schools and communities and needs of that. Because I think that's kind of where it all starts is with our kids, especially now that I'm a mom, I, know that in my core and I see um, the importance of what we're passing on and how we're building these kids up to be the next generation of X, Y, and Z and the importance of them knowing art and also again, bringing together art and sport. I want like a goal of mine now is because I feel like there's always been this battle between like a sports budget, an athletics budget, or an arts budget. What are we going to do in schools? We're taking one away. And I want to find equality in that. I think they're both important. We need both. And we need both fully funded for outlets for these kids and teachers. And like, it's just better ways to support and uplift and give them voices and let them know what's possible for their lives, like whatever outlet it may be. And like, for me, I needed both. I totally needed both from all ages. And I needed teachers who could support me in that, who were also excited and educated in those areas to give me that as well. So I'd say that's the most recent that really moved me and has a special place in my heart. Have you shared pictures of this? Yeah, I have. Um, it's the Hillcrest Drive project. It was we were actually installing it when I was giving, I was delivering my son. Like I was giving notes to the team of painters 
while I was laying in the hospital bed and my husband was like, you're done. No more <laughs> check out. Um, so that was back in 20 at the end of 2021. It's a, it's an elementary school here in Crenshaw and it's an amazing community of teachers and faculty there and their campus is awesome. And it's kind of now in many ways become a standard to other schools who want a similar thing happening there. And so it's fun to kind of explore what's possible in that space because oftentimes these schools are blank canvases and there is so much possibility. So yeah, that's one that's special to me. It's amazing. And I think you're so right about bringing that to kids, especially bringing them up with representation and art and joy. Absolutely. I had this was not at the school. This was just a public art installation that I was doing. But I had a teenage kid one time walk by and he said, do you make money doing this? And I said, yeah, absolutely. He said, you can. And it was like he had never heard that you can be an artist and paint on a wall. So I do think there's opportunity there for us to expand their thinking and knowledge of what's possible as an artist. Like even for me, I went into interior design because I was told, you know, if you want to study art, you become an interior designer or a fine artist. And it was like, there's such a world between those two and around those two. And it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles that I discovered that the art direction, the production design editors, like just the crazy amount of jobs that you can take from being able to draw with a pencil. Um, like my, my world expanded so much bigger when I moved here. And I think that's also probably why there was a long exploration phase for me of figuring out like what it is that lights me up and what it is that I want to do. Ultimately landing on this public art emphasis and murals and installations. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think there's huge opportunity for kids to know what's possible with a pencil or a ball or, you know, athletics and art, whichever it may be or both. Yeah. I think it's funny because for a long time, I always found that people weren't associating athletes with art. So, I, you know, I tell people, yeah, I'm an illustrator. And, you know, while I'd be kite surfing or surfing and people are like, oh, cool, because they've got this idea that artists are very shy, which some are and it's completely fine as well. But, you know, there's the type of thinking illustrators or artists are going to be behind their desk, you know, not necessarily athletic or anything. And I love that now there's a huge generation of us that like no we are inspired by it and we love doing that and we love you know we can be different things at the same time yes we can we can be so many things I need it I need all of the things to be the one thing and the one thing is kind of always changing but yeah I mean even in my postpartum like sports were my lifeline that's what got me back on my feet, feeling like myself again in whatever version that was, because you never really feel like yourself again after you've had a child. It really helped with like the rediscovery of who I am in this new version of me. And it brought me together with amazing women and amazing people, amazing moms and just new support groups. And yeah, it was so necessary on my journey to maintain my artistry and maintain my creativity because I don't know about you, but for me, postpartum, like I wasn't, I was empty. I wanted to work so badly. Like the, the desire to work was there. Like I would sit down at my desk and be like, let's do this. And nothing would come out of me. 
So I slowly had to like rediscover my voice and what it sounded like and who I am and what I want to say. And just also honoring that space of not having anything to say and being okay with that. And there were days where I just needed to be a mom, which were so hard on me because I like to maximize, maximize, maximize. And I like to ideate, 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 like I strategize, like those are my things I love. And so to have to peel all of that back and just stop and be and care for my son and actually, and care for my marriage and my home and my family, like, and then my life on top of that too, it took a lot of rediscovery for me and patience, but I always found that getting back in my body and moving it and finding community within these sports spaces healed me in ways that I never could have imagined I needed. It was the same for me. And I think it's so interesting what you're saying as well about, uh, you know, needing to find yourself. I don't know about you actually about that, but I found that having a child gave me boundaries that I didn't necessarily have before. I think we both love what we do so much that we will do it forever and ever without thinking about the time or other bits of life that needs, you know, attending to. And I think having River made me have boundaries, be like, okay, now I'm just going to go be a mom and it's great for my brain to reset and not be working for a bit and be present. And actually, I think it made me more present when I'm working as well, you know, and, and probably more inspired too, because I give my brain a break. Does it make sense? Absolutely. Resonates 1000% with me. Yes. But that takes training even. Like that was a difficult thing for me. But now I know when I'm with him or I need to just be with my family, if I fight that again, it's that current thing. Don't fight the current because that's its own current. So when I'm fighting that current and I'm going, oh, but I need to be sending these emails or I need to just finish that last little sketch on this corner and I'm holding him or making lunch simultaneously, it just doesn't work. The burnout happens so quickly. But when I fully submit to motherhood and parenting or family life and say, I am committing to this time and space for this only. It is so much more of like a seamless, effortless process. And then sitting back down and clocking back in as an artist and a creative or entrepreneur, whatever we are that day, it's so much better. And have you found a good balance in terms of resting as well? Because that's the same thing. I feel like when I'm not being a mom and I mean a two-year-old, the terrible twos is a real thing, Erin, and it's coming for you. It is know, coming. It's already happening. And you will. I think I, I think I have the terrible 18 months old. <laughs> like, oh no, no, you God. think you have the terrible 18 month old and then they hit like just over two and you do not know what's happening. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's not news. Um, raising kids is a lot and it, you know, do you find time to rest as well and like sit down or yeah, or maybe go surf. I guess that counts as rest or have these moments where you're like, actually, I'm just going to sit down without feeling like I'm not doing anything. I just stepped into a season where I'm giving myself that space, but it's different than in past seasons because I have to schedule it. So yes and no. Uh, I wish it was like an effortless process where I'm like, oh, I'm sitting down and having my tea now. Um, but it is very much like, okay, if I want to sit down and have my tea this morning, I have to wake up at this time and I have to do it between this time and this time. 
And I do have some resentment about that, but work, you know, it's part of the process. Like I'm working through that and figuring out why am I resenting that? You know, um, I think right now in life, it's just about honoring like where I am. My husband and I just got back from Europe, which was a trip that almost fell apart 10 to 100 times. I almost backed out so many times. I was like, this is too much. We're doing too much. And we left our son behind. We just really wanted a moment for us. And I personally wanted a moment of inspiration. I wanted to like see something I'd never seen. I needed to like ingest something that I had have never experienced before. Um, to just like feel a new culture and see new surroundings and kind of stretch myself in a way. Cause I was talking to a friend about this the other day, but travel stretches you even on the best trip. Um, there's always uncomfortable moments. There's always unknown. So yeah, I, I want to, I, I always up for a challenge in that. And I'm always up for like learning something new and experiencing something new. That's something I do know about myself that I need. Like I need new constantly. Um, So we just went to Europe and I didn't realize how difficult it would be for me to like adjust to alone time. (laughs) I'd almost like learn how to have a day just to myself. Like the first three days were like very uncomfortable for me. And I was doubting being there. It was really hard for me to like unwind and not have a thing to do. But then once I sort of allowed myself to feel that. And like, I mean, I even, there was a day where there were tears involved. Like I had to feel all of that and get it out of my system before I could really truly relax and be like, oh my gosh, Erin, I remember you like, Hey, like, let's go wander around this city together. It was like, I, it was like a moment of re-meeting myself and going, I remember you let's go get a coffee and read a book girl. It's been a while. But man, it was amazing. And after I after I went past that point, I felt so inspired, so recharged. It was so absolutely necessary. But yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that we pushed past the uncomfortable moments of the trip not happening and or almost not happening and me almost backing out and things because it was good. It was really, really good to take time for ourselves and recharge and regroup because after a year and a half of learning and discovering and new, 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 and keeping this sweet soul alive and investing in him and investing in each other, it's, it's, I can say it's only necessary to then invest in yourself in order to sustain and have a career and a life of longevity. So my hope is that we continue to do trips like that, even small moments like that, like a thing I brought back with me from Europe that I loved was just a coffee in my book in the morning, a coffee in my book in the morning. Like I'm just trying to find little moments to like relive that and like bring that back into my world as much as I can. Um, Cause as a mom, you don't get a lot of mornings. Mornings are chaos. So yeah. You will lose naps as well soon. And then you will see it's, it's going to hit you. You'll be like, oh my God, I need more coffee, more books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited by it all though. Like I really do love, I'm up for challenges. I love self-discovery. I've 
really tried to practice getting comfortable with uncomfortable um, and knowing when I'm uncomfortable and honoring that and telling myself, acknowledging it and like working through that. Cause I think that's the only way we can grow, whether it be in our businesses, as artists, as parents, as human beings. So yeah, I mean, owning a small business and having a child two really great ways to be uncomfortable constantly. So that would be also just a big piece of advice if you are sort of taking on new projects, trying to expand your craft, trying to expand your business, just continue to be uncomfortable and get comfortable with that and find confidence in that and learn discernment and know when it's an uncomfortable feeling meaning this is not right for you and it's not safe for you versus uncomfortable, meaning it's stretching you in a way where there will be expansion. Yeah. Lean into those projects and then know when to walk away when it's a negative type of uncomfortable and that, that take, it takes practice and it takes time and it takes a lot of patience to get to a spot like that. I am not perfect in that, but it is a thing that I try to be aware of in, in all areas of my life. Okay. There's something that could be nice to talk about, which is always learning from you where you are in your career. Is there something you wish you'd known when you started out, especially starting out, I'd I'd say starting out doing murals compared to today, what did, you know, maybe something you struggled with then now you're like, Oh, only if I had known this. There are a million things coming to my mind right now. And I'm like, which one is worth talking about? <laughs> From like a practical standpoint, like meaning an installation or an actual project, I would say, just give yourself more time and grace in that time. Like I would say there were many projects where I had to rush to the finish line on the installation because I just didn't give myself enough time. And the installation is such a small part of what I do as a muralist. It's almost the time I need to savor the most because so much of it isn't about painting. So once I get to paint, it can be a mad dash to the finish line. And now I'm at a place where I'm like, oh, I just really want to savor these moments, savor this time with the paintbrush. Yeah, savor this time with my team or in the community where I'm installing or whatever it may look like. And then as a business owner and a creative I would say just trusting that everything will reveal itself in time and to continue to trust yourself that you know what's best for your life and your career and take on those projects that light you up. Now, I'll say that with an asterisk because I do think at an early phase, it's important to take on projects to gain experience and to get new clients and build relationships. Sometimes that means they come with a smaller budget. Sometimes they come with a less sexy concept to them or whatever. It might not be like the most exciting project ever, but I think challenge yourself and trust. Don't be hard on yourself when those are the projects that are on your desk. Ah, okay. I found it. I have found it now. If I could give myself advice, I would say, be so grateful for these projects. Be so grateful for all of these projects, because in every project you get, you are going to learn something about your craft and who you are and your voice as an artist and a business owner. 
and it's only going to push you forward, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. So practice your business with grace and gratitude. And I think also that will translate to your relationships with your client and ultimately make the project go smoother, regardless of the outcome. That's really beautiful advice. I think sometimes people don't realize how important the relationship with a client is, like the communication and getting along. It's not just the art. It's the most important. It's the most important. I mean, art is our voice, but if we're taking clients alongside us with that voice, like it is so much about communicating with them and understanding their needs and their wants. If they have a voice in this art at all, or if it's serving their brand or their community or their business. So it is so much about communicating and being relational and being kind and being understanding and becoming a craftsman of sorts in expressing why you're creating in this way or what you're creating for them. If you can get really confident in communicating your choices as an artist to your clients, I think you will only find success because I think that's a huge hurdle that many artists face is two things, hearing their clients' needs and being able to reinterpret what they're actually saying into a voice that now can be expressed through your art. And then the reverse, you explaining and expressing your art to your client if they don't necessarily speak the same language as as you. It's a skill that takes so long and so much patience and it it changes every time. But for me, I'm just like, so we're artists. We have like such a unique opportunity to leave a mark on the world. And it's not just through our art. It's through who we're working with and who we're reaching through our art. I think it's a responsibility of myself to not only touch people through my art, but through the process of my art also. So I also want to touch and grow and strengthen a bond or form a bond with my clients. Like, and I love that about what I do. I'm very much an extrovert. I'm very relational. I love people. I love being surrounded by family and friends and community. And so As an artist, I'm solo so often drawing in my studio by myself and building my business by myself. So what an opportunity to bring friendship into these projects. I want to know these people behind the name or the brand or the logo that I'm creating for or the community. I mean, these basketball court communities and the brands that I've worked with with that the agencies. There's so many people who you can kind of touch throughout this process. It's not necessarily about the art. That is the end goal. But along that journey, there's opportunity to even kind of, yeah, have your hand in some really cool, interesting, amazing relationships with people you may have never come into contact with before. So we have a special, special job and I take full responsibility in crafting those relationships and caring for those relationships. Um, Yeah, because I would hope that they would do the same for me because it is a very vulnerable and unique scenario when you're creating art. Like it's very intimate and there's a lot of expression and a lot of storytelling and a lot of vulnerability. So 
yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's a really fun, exciting opportunity when you get to know your clients in that way. I agree. And I was wondering, as you were talking about it, how much influence do you think LA has on you in some way? Because, you know, I don't know if you know about this, but I'm obsessed with California. I wish you could adopt me so I would come and live in California and LA. I feel like all the people I know that live there are so creative. Like, I feel like it's a hotspot for creativity. And I always get really intrigued to how influencing it is almost, you know, how the community is there. Is it a real thing? Do you feel it when you're there? It's insane. It's everywhere. It's the best city ever. It's the best city ever. And I mean, it's really the reason I'm staying because it's very expensive here. <laughs> so I got to stay for something, not just the weather. The creativity here is the, it's the heartbeat. The people that you can meet and have relationships with and work with, I'm like just honored, honored, honored. <laughs> To be a small, small, tiny little ant in a sea of people doing incredible, incredible creative things. It's very inspiring because, I mean, you can walk down the street on a random Tuesday and walk by like this new restaurant concept that's just like mind blowing what this chef is thinking of or this interior designer who did the front of this building and they're doing it this new way with these tiles or there's a ceramic studio you can take any night of the week, like world-class ceramics teachers and music. I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And everybody's has their hands in so many things for good or for bad. But like my favorite thing about this city is that on any given day of the week, I can wake up in the middle of the night, have an idea, open up my phone, text someone and say, hey, do you want to make blah, blah, blah? And they're like, yeah okay, we'll call this person and then down the street, this girl can do this. And then, oh, I had this person. And it's just like, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And it's so exciting. Everything's possible here. The hype is real. <laughs> the hype of Hollywood Boulevard is not real, FYI. If you've never been here, Hollywood Boulevard, it's not that cool. <laughs> but the people here and the stuff happening creatively, it's a really, really special place. I feel so fortunate and I can only imagine how much influence that has had on my art. And as a business owner, there's so many amazing business men and women here starting companies, starting businesses. And now I've been here long enough. I've lived here for 14 years now to where I'm really seeing people succeed and like go to that place that was we were talking about that was only a dream when we were little babies and moved out here at 23 and you know dreamed of this or a show here or I want to work with this person it's like we I've been here long enough to start to see the fruits of the labor and it's so exciting I'm so excited for my friends I'm so excited to like be here in this time and yeah, to get to experience this because I find a lot of influence, of course, in the art world, meaning like the visual arts world and museums and things like that. But man, like to walk into a restaurant or a boutique, there's just so much here that is inspiring. You can taste, touch, see, smell, feel like, is that all the senses? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's everywhere. It's amazing. So yes, I will adopt you. I Thank am you. looking for a second child anyway, so. 
I you can made uh, the cut. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm not always calm, but I can, you know, if you can put me in front of a film, I'll be fine. I went when I was 21 ages ago and I loved it. And yeah, I need to go back really just to get a bit of that magic. I've also... I'm inspired by you too, because you are making your own magic, which is also so inspiring to see not only just your encouragement for other artists, which is so legendary and admirable. And I just like, you give a platform for people to learn and express and it's so special and so cool, but you're also kind of creating your own little LA yourself. I'm trying (laughs) podcast in your, you have your magazine like you are you are los angeles you are so <laughs> i think i'm no gonna put to it in my here. bio i'm gonna say erin said i am los angeles i love it you are no need to come here you i am at doing- heart i am very californian at heart i don't know where it comes from but yeah it is the water you're a water baby yeah but it is so interesting because i'm so influenced by it even though i don't live there that i probably try to replicate not replicating but i mean the same energy bubble in a weird way but yeah thank you for your kind words i have been yeah, um true. loving doing mimi and um that platform and you know i'm the same as you i love people and i love creative people even more and i love artists and i think getting to help however i can you know it's not much for me to like just hop on calls and chat to people and help them if they have questions you know all of that and it's the same thing you know you were chatting about being grateful and I think I feel so grateful and fortunate and it seemed only obvious it's like my way of of also giving back and kind of balancing my uh, my luck with helping others in a way you're absolutely doing that and I think that is a necessary part of life and connection and I think finding ways to give back or at the very least just connect with others is our lifeline it's what keeps us going. We need each other, especially right now. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. I love talking about this stuff too. I could talk about it all day long. I think also like being a mother now and having spoken to so many women postpartum coming out of COVID, you know, there there are so many people in need of connection and so many people who just want to share and hear other stories and I think yeah I think it's an exciting time in my life in your life where there's things we can talk about and do and make change and like I for me I just I want to make I want to make stuff that lasts and impacts however however that may look so thank you so much for inviting me here to talk about that yeah of course being a part of it yeah I love what you do and you know it and I love you're just you. You're amazing. So I love you too. Oh, I'm moving. I'm coming. I'm I'm moving to LA. It's fine. Well, I have a, I might I have, have to take two more people because I can't really leave them. Um, but no. I do need to come. I will I really want to visit. So I do I have a room. <laughs> well, don't say that because I'll be booking a flight tomorrow. But I've heard it's not sunny at the moment. I'll just wait a bit. Well, come next month, but then it's hot. I don't mind. I'll be in the water all the time. We can go surf. Yeah, next month then. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you'll show me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I really can't. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you want to know more about Mimi, then head out to mimiforcreatives.com and make sure to check the show notes for more details about our guest. I'll see you soon.